Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. Your patient, Kevin, is a 62-year-old Caucasian male, and he's here for follow-up of his hypertension. He states he feels well, has no complaints, and is taking his amlodipine 5 milligrams every evening before bed. His blood pressure is at goal today. He says, you know, I have a scotch <laughs> and soda every night. I look forward to it and just drink one glass. Lately, my wife has been giving me a hard time about it. She says I shouldn't drink every day. She says, with my family's history of Alzheimer's disease, both my mom and dad were diagnosed in their 80s, that I could be worsening that risk by drinking alcohol. Is that right? Hi, this is Frank Domino. And joining me today to discuss the role of alcohol in cognition is Susan Feeney, assistant professor and nurse practitioner in the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Frank. Um, So this is a fairly common question in all of our practices. What's currently known about alcohol use and how does it impact um, our patients' health? Well, there's a lot of data. And um, we do know that alcohol misuse or excessive use um, is definitely associated with poor outcomes, that we know that that can have a negative impact on cardiovascular health, on cognitive health, um, on safety and um, injury, and also, you know, for liver health and, and, the, and, you know, elevated triglycerides. But the information on low to moderate use is a little bit more conflicting. Um, we do have some pretty good data that low to moderate alcohol use may be beneficial for cardiovascular health, um, and that um, there's been sort of a mixed bunch of information. The nurses study, for example, said that there might be improvement or a, or, or a um, decrease in the decline of cognitive function over time. But then there's been other studies that said that, no, that it really hasn't, that, that, that alcohol can, it, it, no matter what level, can impair, cogn- can impair cognition and worsen decline, um, age-related decline. So there's, it's, a, it's that, that low to moderate alcohol use is sort of a mixed bag as far as the evidence so far. So is there anything new with regards to low to moderate use of alcohol and its effects? There is. There was a recent study um, that basically was a retrospective uh, review of, a, of, a, of the health and retirement study um, that looked at um, over 20,000 people. It was a secondary analysis of data uh, from people from the 1990s to 2008, so over a nine-year period. They looked at the data. Um, to look at trends across that time. And these people were, at that time, assessed every two years for cognition and uh, various types of behaviors, and one of them being alcohol use. And this, they looked at cognitive function. They looked at three domains, total word recall, mental status, and vocabulary. And um, they 
asked the they asked folks every two years about their alcohol use and they basically said, Are you a drinker? And they put people into former, never drinkers or current drinkers. And so once they asked them um if they if they were drinkers and they said, Well, how much do you drink? Um, have you drank in the last three months? And then what is your pattern? How many drinks do you drink per day and how many days per week? And then they looked at, um, they put two categories together. So people who said, yes, I've drank the last three months, and that was about a little bit more than like a 54% of, of their population um, that had said that they were drink, current drinkers. Um, low to moderate, they determined was less than eight drinks per week for women and less than 15 drinks per week for men got to drink almost twice as much as women. It's always the case. And heavy drinkers were defined as uh, in women, women obviously who drank more than eight glasses a week. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't specify what a glass or a drink was, but they just had people report the numbers. And then men were any, if they were 15 drinks or more per week, that was considered heavy. And what they found, and after they sort of took out for covariates, such as age, sex, and um, years of education, marital status, and tobacco smoking, and weight, they found that um, for men and women, um, specifically um, Caucasian, that there was a decrease in the decline of, of, you know, that age-related decline that we see that actually slowed. It was significantly that there was, so an improvement in people's cognition, the stability of their cognition over time in people who were low to moderate drinkers. But what was also found was that it was U-shaped, that people that were in that 10 to 14 drinks per week actually had the best benefit. Um, now, what they found for African-Americans, which was about 40% of the population of the, the folks studied, it wasn't as clear a benefit. But for the uh, white participants, both male and female, that in that that 10 to 14 drinks per week, um, that they had they had a significant um, decline in the the you know the trend of uh, loss of cognition or or in the, when they were doing those measures. So it was that's well, pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, it, it is, and it probably explains why I can't think clearly because I can't make 10 to 14 a week. <laughs> How would you recommend using this information in practice? Are you going to encourage patients well, to drink more? No. I, I think that, um, first of all, there's, you know, I had sort of looked at this study and thought they didn't really talk at all about social factors such as social engagement. Maybe there's other things going on for people who are drinking 10 to 14 drinks per week that might be beneficial. They sort of looked at the fact that alcohol, this might be more of a cardiovascular benefit by you know, increasing their um, cardiovascular health through this moderate, low, low to moderate drinking might have had a secondary benefit of, of slowing cognitive decline. But I think what it, the way I would interpret this is, is that we need more information. But that if somebody like Kevin says, do I need to drink less, I can say, well, at least from our standpoint, I think you're you're drinking seven drinks per week. I still would try to figure out what that meant, like how many in his scotch and soda, how many shots of scotch are in there. Um, but you know, I I think I would tell him, you know, I think you can tell your wife that as long as you're not drinking and driving, that you're probably at least from this bit of data 
you're probably okay. Um, but I certainly wouldn't a- advocate for him to increase drinking. Um, the other thing they pointed out in the study is that, you know, this is self-reported. And, and so, and, and it's also over time. And so people's behavior change over time. So it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's interesting data, but I'm not sure I'm going to go out and tell everyone to put a bar in their house to uh, make sure they don't, they can decrease their cognitive decline. I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) Um, I, I, I agree. I think it's probably too early to start encouraging people to drink more. But I think right. you can be at least reassuring to say, hey, it looks like, um, you know, one to two drinks per, per day is unlikely to increase your risk for, for, um, uh, for, for developing um, some degree of dementia. And um, while there's a lot of calories right. and the size of your drink really matters, I, I suspect we're probably, um, we're, we're probably okay having a drink. And I think there's a fair amount of data um, uh, uh, out there uh, looking at, at the use of alcohol and other outcomes, um, cardiovascular right. risk and so forth. And, right. and there, there's reasonably good observational data that one, one drink a day for women and two exactly. per day for men, two for men. are right. not going to worsen risks. Um, you know, you think about some of the adverse risks for women in breast cancer. After you get more than one a day, maybe that risk goes up. So you lower the risk for cognitive decline, but you may increase the risk of some other adverse outcomes. So I think it's a balance. And um, I think we can respond favorably to to Kevin and uh, tell him to at least be nice when he shares that bit of data with his wife. Right. Yes, not to do. I told you so. But I do, I agree. I think that using this as, you know, no one needs to be, you know, you don't have to abstain. Um, it, again, and it's sort of, as you said, the one to two drinks, one for women, two for men, and to also, you know, I still think we need to ask what exactly are you drinking, how much alcohol, you know, for example, the beer now is not beer. There's some of them, they're, you know, 10% alcohol. So um, right. you've got to really sort of understand what it is that they're drinking and the calories as well. But I think this is probably good news, but I do think that we still don't have the information on its effects on on African-American folks. We know that they they didn't seem to worsen decline, but it certainly didn't seem to improve. At least the data that they showed didn't seem to have as much of an impact on the slow of the decline. So it's not, it's, we need more information. But again, I think we can look at this and say, Kevin, I think you're in good shape. Um, Just be careful, you know, and and don't operate heavy equipment and and drive. So... I'll start working yeah. on my uh, slowing my cognitive decline this evening. Thanks so much, Susan. All right. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Be sure to get an accurate alcohol use history from all patients, both frequency and volume of use, and recognize that low to moderate alcohol intake may slow cognitive decline. Join us next time when we talk about the data on peanut allergy, appropriate testing, and implementation of the 2017 American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast, and see you next week.